ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله الله سبحانه وتعالى has given us many points of admonition in the Quran has given us many warnings in the Quran has given us many commandments and many prohibitions in the Quran and Allah has commanded us to ponder over it and as a muslim it is important for us to understand what Allah has told us about in the Quran today we look at one of the small chapters of the Quran a small chapter where Allah warned us about this world the worldly affairs and commanded us to think about the afterlife instead that is when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned alhaakum at-takathur hatta zurtum al-maqabir kalla sawfa ta'lamun thumma kalla sawfa ta'lamun alhaakum takathur allah says that you have been <coughs> preoccupied and distracted away from thinking about the afterlife by the worldly affairs your worldly affairs your money your wealth your jobs your salaries your careers your families the worldly affairs have distracted your minds away from remembering the afterlife alhaakum at-takathur 
piling up the worldly affairs, piling up the wealth, piling up the money, piling up the worldly goods, chasing after those worldly goods has taken your minds away from the afterlife, have taken your mind away from remembering the ultimate objective, the ultimate return, the return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet wasallam told us about this too, told us not to become attached to the world and not to chase after the world, the money and the glitter and the beauties and the wealth, not to go after those things, building them up and piling them up, forgetting about the afterlife. The Prophet ﷺ told us, كُنْ فِي الدُّنْيَا كَأَنَّكَ غَرِيبٌ أَوْ سَبِيلٌ Be in this world as though you are a stranger or a passerby. Do not live in this world as though you are going to be here forever. You are not going to be here forever. There will come a time when you will die and you will move on to the afterlife. But so many people, they forget. That is why Allah tells us, Piling up all of these worldly things, chasing after them, has made you forget about the afterlife. But when will you remember? Until when you visit the graves, meaning when you die, and you are then sent to the grave, and you are buried in your plot, then you will remember and you will think, then you will realize how you used your life, wasting it, chasing after the world, chasing after the wealth, gathering it all and piling it all up. Until when you go to the graves, then you will remember and you will realize what you have done with your lives. Because when a person enters the barzakh, then your opportunity is gone. Your chance to do good deeds, your chance to do the righteous actions, then that chance is gone. You will not have the opportunity in the barzakh. Your actions are finished and cut off. In qata'a amaluh. The one who dies. Ida mat al-abd. In qata'a amaluh. Then his actions, they are cut off when the servant dies. So you will not have the opportunity to do the righteousness in the grave. Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned and the Salaf, they used to mention, there are three places where all of us are going to live. The first place is this dunya, this world. We all live in this world. 
then the second place we all live in is the barzakh then the third place we all live in is the afterlife paradise or hell from those three places only one of them is your chance to do good deeds not in the barzakh not in the afterlife in this world right now this is the only chance for the righteous actions so allah says that indeed then you will come to know nay then you will come to know certainly you will realize when you enter your graves certainly you will realize when you enter the barzakh and then Allah mentions that nay when you know with that certainty and of course you will know with certainty when death comes to you the angel of death comes to take your soul and you transfer over from this world into the barzakh then you will certainly and absolutely know and that you will see that fire when you see the jaheem the hell fire certainly then your recognition will be real certainly your understanding will be real then a person will realize what he has done with his life whether he has wasted it or whether he used it in the obedience and the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you will see it with your eyes you will see it with physical vision that is something real this is ilmul ghaib to us now but when you die it will not be from the unseen then you will see with your own eyes all of what you see in the afterlife from the terrors and the frights from all of the events that take place you will see that with your own eye but then allah tells us then on that day you will be asked about the blessings you were given on that day the day of judgment you will be questioned about the blessings you were given in this world you will be questioned about all of the ni'am that allah bestowed upon you in this world what did you do with them did you use them in the obedience to allah or did you waste them and use them in haram it is mentioned in a hadith that on one occasion the Prophet 
exited his house and then he saw Abu Bakr and Umar radiyallahu anhuma and he said to them ma akhrajakuma what has brought you out they said the reason why we have left our homes and come outside is the same reason as you hunger the hunger no food nothing to eat so the prophet ﷺ had left his house and gone out and abu bakr and umar radiyallahu anhuma had left their homes and gone out to see to look any food can be found so they were all outside come out of their homes because of hunger Prophet ﷺ, Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhuma. So then in the hadith it mentions they went to the house of one of the Ansar. He wasn't in, but then he later came and he hosted them. He gave food to the Prophet ﷺ, to Abu Bakr, to Umar radiallahu anhuma. He sacrificed some meat for them and he gave them the meal afterwards the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to abu bakr and to umar that indeed on the day of judgment you will be asked about this blessing you were given they exited their homes in hunger and then allah decreed for them that food the Prophet ﷺ told them, you will be asked about this blessing of this food on that day. Just as this ayah tells us, on that day, you will be asked about the blessings you were given. From the food that you were given, the water and the drink that you were given, the garments, the clothes, the homes that you were given indeed you will be questioned about them just as the prophet ﷺ told us that this food they ate is a blessing that you will be asked about on the day of reckoning so this surah it highlights to us an important message that we must not become preoccupied by the worldly affairs chasing after them and piling them up until we forget about the afterlife only when we enter into the barzakh we enter the graves then we think then we see with our own eyes we see the afterlife and the hellfire and on that day you will be asked about all of the blessings that you were given in this world and what you did with them and how you use them alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen nabiyyina muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in faya ibadallah it is time for us to all ponder time for us to all stop and think what is it that we have done with our lives and where are our minds are our minds 
preoccupied with the worldly affairs or our minds preoccupied with gathering and piling up the money and the wealth or are our minds thinking about the afterlife that is what we need to be thinking about that is where we need to be focused on for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran that is the only reason you are here the reason you are here is not for the world it is for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah told us I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me the days and the nights they go by they pass you by one by one without you realizing then what are you doing in that opportunity you are being given and it is an opportunity that is limited this time is short and it is valuable Allah even took an oath by this time والعصر, taking an oath by time time is valuable and a person does not know when his time will come to an end when the angel of death will come upon him كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul shall taste death. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we die upon the best of states, upon iman and righteous actions, upon working for our afterlives, upon striving in the obedience and worship of Allah, and that He protects us from the fire in the afterlife. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد واقم الصلاه